Danny Mills, we're looking for the uh, the heir apparent when it comes to the, the Wildcats, the next big star, perhaps. Well, maybe we found him, a seven-foot Frenchman. Alexander Saar signed yesterday. Let's chat to Danny Mills, the, uh, the GM of Basketball Operations at the Perth Wildcats. He joins us now on the show. Uh, Danny, good morning. Thanks for your time. Hey, guys. Good morning. How are you? Very well. A busy time for you uh, at this time of year. We spoke to you about a month ago uh, when things were very fresh when it came to the free agency period. But um, tell us about this young Frenchman, seven foot, uh, a big addition, literally. Yeah, literally. Um, yeah, Alex is exciting. We're really excited that we could officially announce him. We've been in discussions for quite a few months. We're trying to uh, <clears throat> get him committed to the Perth Wildcats. And, uh, yeah, we're really excited about Alex and what he'll bring to the club. You know, he's part of this NBL Next Stars program, which is a fantastic, um, you know, partnership between the NBL, some of, some of these elite, talented kids, and, and the NBL clubs where they try to place them. And, you know, they can kind of play out there the year before they are projected to be drafted in a professional environment. And we're really excited that we could finally get our first one here to first with Alex. So the next star, uh, can you just, you sort of partly said there's a bit of an agreement. What What, what is the program... Um entail yeah so it's basically an extra roster spot that is added to each club's roster so you have 11 contracted roster spots per season and four development players the total of 15 this gives you an extra roster spot so basically it increases your roster list to 16 um salary sits outside the cap and basically it gives you access to these elite young talented kids that really otherwise we probably wouldn't uh, you know, these are guys, someone like Alex, you know, he spent a year in the Real Madrid youth system at, at the under-16 level, and then he went to Overtime Elite, which is one of these programs based in Atlanta, Georgia, in the West, that has these talented young high school prospects uh, and pays them a, a very good wage. And they're kind of all projected to be professionals, whether it's in the NBA or somewhere else, the G League or overseas, and gives us the opportunity to get in there and, and have them come down to Australia, play in our competition, as, and kind of use us as, you know, the the year before they prepare themselves for the NBA draft. And so for someone like Alex, um, talent he is, um, we're really excited that we could bring him into Perth and, and him him choose us as part of his pathway to get to the NBA. Is there an age limit or restriction? Too young or what age? Can't you pick um, what, too old? or? Yeah, so, so the age restriction is 22. So to be drafted into the NBA, you have to be under the age of 22 during that calendar year or younger. Yeah. So you're, you're eligible from when you turn 19 in the calendar year. So the years of 19, 20, 21, 22 is when you have four years of NBA draft eligibility. Um, and so for Alex, he's entering next year. Next, this next season will be his first year of eligibility to be drafted. Um, and he's projected, you know, at the moment at the back end of the lottery, like a top 15 pick for next year's draft. Yeah, I did note that, that he's considered a top 20 pick in the 24 NBA draft, so that gives you an idea of the scope of, of his talent. Uh, just to clarify for a listener, Danny, because one listener wanted to know, he's not considered an import, is he, through the Next Start program, uh, even though he's a, an overseas player? No, not at all. As I, yeah, like I said before, so this Next Star um, roster spot is sits outside of all of that. So, yeah, you can still go and sign three other restricted or imported players. Um along with having Alex on the roster. So, again, it's, it's just an advantage for the clubs. And, you know, over the last couple of seasons, we've, we've looked at different opportunities to bring a next star in. It just hasn't fit. It's got to fit both sides. Um, you know, there's expectations from the player and there's expectations from the club and, and what, it can, what it can mean in terms of um, their production on the court, you know. And I think, I think there's got to be um, a level of um, realisation that Alex is 18 and he'll be turning 19 next year. And so... You know, this is a big step for him coming into a professional league like the NBL. 
uh, the physicality of the NBL and just a step up into professional basketball will be a big jump for him. But with where his talent level is and the trajectory of, you know, where his projection is as, as a professional, we think this next year will be a, will be a massive um, uh, year of improvement for him. And we're excited that, you know, we get the chance to have that um, with us at Perth. Danny, you mentioned that there were a few obstacles to overcome in the last few weeks, maybe the last couple of months, to get this deal across the line. What was the what was the biggest hurdle to overcome? Um, I, initially, it's the recruitment. Like you know, there's there's nine other NBL clubs that would love to would love to recruit next stars like Alex. Uh, Delaware Hawks have got one with AJ Johnson coming in, so there's there's two. Melbourne have already got one on their roster in Ariel Hook Forty. So for us, initially, um, you know, when these when these guys become available and have interest in the NBL next stars program, like. Uh, clubs that are interested express that to Liam Santa Maria and Jeremy Lolligo at the NBL, and then we we get on a recruiting call. And for us, it was um, it was something we sat down with Alex, his parents, his brother that plays at OKC. So Olivia Saar, his older brother, has been this year spent time with uh, the Portland Trailblazers and is now on a two-way with the OKC Thunder. Uh, and then his representatives with his agency, and you know we John and I gave them our presentation of Perth, uh, both on and off the court, what it what we feel it can do for Alex and everything we can provide. And um, from then, uh, talks really picked up. And then, you know, it was, it was just a matter of working out how it was going to all function next year and then and just really getting to the announcement was something of a formality. He had commitments still with Overtime Elite in Atlanta and that that was something we obviously uh, wanted to pay respect to. And so, yeah, his, his commitments finished up on Sunday and we got to announce him yesterday, which is really exciting. Uh, Danny, before we look at, you know, just look at the ins and outs of the roster, is the roster... Uh, thing being completed now if you or have you got any other spots to fill no so we've still got three roster spots to fill two of them can be restricted or imported players uh one of them will be a local uh which is either an australian or new zealand player and then we've got two other development player spots that we can we can sign uh players that are under the age of 24 too so no we're still pretty busy um you know still going through shifting through a lot of players obviously with when you start getting down to imports um that market is is vast and it's global uh so it's exciting but there's a lot of options out there so for us john and i and the staff we're going through a lot of a lot of different options there um and, and how that works and you know just trying to fill out the rest of the roster as, as we see fit and how it's going to complement the pieces we've already put together danny mills is with us here on sports breakfast general manager of basketball operations at the perth wildcats uh, a big uh, exciting announcement yesterday alexander saar a seven foot frenchman announced as uh, an extra uh, player for the nbl 24 campaign uh, is there any interest in Brady Maddock returning uh, to the organisation? There's been whispers that perhaps he could return as an import for a second season. Yeah, like th- there's definitely uh, open lines of communication with Brady and his and his representatives. Um, he's he's in Turkey at the moment. They've just qualified for the playoffs there in the Turkish league. Uh, he's he's kind of taken off after he left us, and kind of how we finished the season is how he kind of is playing in Turkey, which is exciting for him for the club he's at. Uh, and, and, and also for kind of his future um, next step. Uh, for us, you know, there would definitely be interest and, you know, we're going to keep talking with him and his agent, but also understanding that, like, Brady's market will be large. It'll be bigger than it was last year coming out of college as a rookie. Um, you know, we thought we got the best of him towards the end of the season and uh, he was fantastic for us. Um, but understanding that, you know, his market now is global, uh, from what I understand, he'll play summer league. He'll look to you know crack the NBA, and if that doesn't happen, he's going to have offers uh, from all over the world, including Europe, and potentially could be some some money that might be too big to turn down. Uh, so you know, uh, for us, you know, there's, there's always intrigue bringing back guys that won 
uh, we loved as people, and two, we're really productive on the court. Um, but in saying that, you know, um, there's a there's a lot to play out if that was ever to happen. Now, Danny, last time we had you on the show, it was in the aftermath of Keanu Pinder's signing, and I reckon about an hour after you spoke to us, put the phone down, David Aquira's uh, signing had been announced as well. But there's been a fair turnover. Uh, you've lost Mitch Norton and Todd Blanchfield. They were releasing their contracts to join other franchises. Is that a is that a tough thing to do, to allow players to exit their contracts, or just an acceptance of the, the market, the landscape that we have in 2023? Yeah, it was. It wasn't easy. You know, we had some really, um, you know, after the season, John and I and ownership sat down and we had some real, um, uh, really hard decisions to make and, and how we wanted to go forward with the program. And unfortunately, um, you know, some of those are, are hard decisions and guys like Mitch and Todd and, you know, especially Mitch. Mitch has been with the club, two-time champion here, vice-captain, unbelievable person and, and, and a great player through his whole career in the NBL. But really... Part of our uh, planning and future strategic planning for the club is we have to get younger. We have to get this next crop of Perth Wildcats players into the program and, and started. And, you know, as I think you can see, we've strategically gotten younger, more athletic. We've gotten more positional size. And unfortunately, there's only 11 roster spots. And, you know, Mitch and Todd were under contract and we were able to, to work with them and the representatives to, uh, to, to kind of make it as smooth as possible, but those decisions were never, and, and discussions are never easy, um, but it's a part of professional sport, and we're all judged on our performance and results. It's a results-based business, and it's just a part of it, and um, we feel great with where the club's going, and where we're at, and I think Mitch and Todd probably feel really good about where they're headed next as well in, in, in their career. You tied down the Websters, but what, what's about Hiram Harris? Can you tell us a little bit about him? Yeah, no, it was, it was great to get Corey and Ty committed back. That's really exciting. Um, and, and they were great contributors last year on and off the court for the club. And that's an exciting extension of them. Uh, Hiram, Hiram's a guy we've had interest in the last few years. He's a guy that's kind of uh, been a bit of a journeyman his first three or four years in the NBL. Um, and is someone that, you know, is just kind of a, a really unique player in, in the fact that he's so versatile at his position, kind of does a bit of everything, but defensively, has this natural toughness about him, as a lot of these Kiwi players do. Um, so defensively, we think he's got great versatility. He's, he's a really good rebounder at the moment. He's second leading rebounder in New Zealand NBL. Um, and we think we can really develop his offensive game and, and take him to the next level. And we just think he's a guy that really fit into what we needed and complementing the athleticism and, and size of, say, Keanu and David and, and even Alex, getting Hiram in there as this kind of Swiss Army knife type um, versatile forward. Uh, was something we were really attracted to. And when he was, you know, when we started talking to him, he had mutual interest in our club and the situation we had. Um, it was something that came to fruition pretty pretty quickly. Danny, uh, Jesse Wagstaff, you any closer to knowing where he sits with his future? He turned 37 last month. Any uh, closer to knowing his future in the NBL? Um, I think we'll have a couple more sit-downs with Jesse. We have already. Uh, obviously, we have exit meetings with all our players at the end of the season and try and get the their thoughts on kind of, and, and someone like Jesse, obviously, that, you know, um, probably closer, a lot closer to the end of his career than the start and, and has had an amazing career here in Perth and, and his, his, his whole professional career here in Perth. Um, it's something we wanted to leave with him for for a little while to, to kind of get, to, for him to get his thoughts clear about what his future direction is, whether it's playing or not. And, uh, you know, those discussions are still happening, but I wouldn't say we're any closer or... Um, than, than where we were maybe a month ago. And so those, those decisions will come uh, in time. But, uh, you know, we've still got a long, a, a long way to go with, you know, the start of the season or the start of training camp isn't really till the start of August. So 
um, yeah, that's still out there and, and something we'll continue to, to work with Jesse and Dejan on. So there's no immediacy to, to uh, recontracting Jesse? That's something you're happy to leave for, for the short-term future? Uh, I would say both sides, yeah. I think there's been discussions on both sides and I think that I think both are quite happy with where it's at and kind of just giving it some space and kind of think, seeing how it plays out. All right. Um, Luke Travers, he's off to Melbourne United. So uh, he's a loss, there's no doubt. You talk about young and athletic. Yeah. Well, there's not too many who are more talented in both of those spaces than, than Luke. Yeah, well, it was disappointing. Obviously, he was he was part of our strategic plan to have long-term at the Perth Wildcats, uh, unless he was, you know, making making the move over to the NBA, to Cleveland, who owned his draft rights. Um disappointing but that's part of free agency you know and that's why it is called free agency players have the right to go and they're free and can go explore other opportunities and for him and his agent they definitely felt like getting out of Perth and getting out of his comfort zone here was something that uh, was going to be beneficial for, for him to grow and kind of take that next step now we obviously felt differently and thought that Perth was the spot for him but you know um he has his right to make that decision we wish him all the best Luke's a fantastic kid the growth he had just the two years I've been here is was amazing. Um, I think he, we also were on the court um, towards the end of last year, especially the the steps he took towards being a you know potentially a marquee player in this league. And so to lose that sort of a talent out of the program was disappointing. But you know, and then you um, the way that we were able to back it up and bring in a guy like County Pinder kind of helps helps absorb that loss a little bit. But you know, having a local Perth product leave Perth, uh, yeah, is, is is hard. But that's part of the game. You're never gonna. You're never going to get everything in free agency that you want. That's that's part of your planning. And so, you know, we had to go then down the line and we feel pretty good about the guys that we've brought in now that will, you know, we think um, cover that loss and, and, and move us forward in, in the direction we all know we need to get to. Danny, in closing, you mentioned you've been at the Wildcats for a couple of years since returning from the US. You've had two different coaches. Scott Morrison was there for a year and now John Reilly. How challenging has that made your role? And, and now for John in his second season, but his first full off season... He gets to mould this this roster a little bit more. How challenging has it been in your role working with two different coaches and, and winds of change in that particular position? Yeah, it is. It, it, the the word you use, challenging, is exactly what it has been. Um, it's been, and, and even off the court, we've had a lot of change in the front office as well. And the club in general with new ownership coming in with SEN and the exciting things we're doing. But it, it's been a lot of change at the club, which which hasn't had change in the past. It's been a model of stability and championships. So it's been um, it's, it's been an interesting position to come into for two years. But for me, it's, it's been amazing. The, the amount of challenges and the way that grows you, one as a person, but also as an organisation, has been, has been fantastic to be a part of. Um, but yeah, having the stability of John being here all off-season, I suppose working together strategically on how we view the club and what we want it to be over the next three to four years is something that's been um, really really great for, for both of us and especially for myself and for ownership because the last few off-seasons have been really stressful, you know, losing Scott late last year due to his, his son's situation, him having to move the family back to the US um, and then bringing in John and now finally having that consistency of having a front office that's aligned um, with with the one coach and what he wants. And yeah, you know, I think you've seen as we built the roster this off-season that it's been um, completely in line with how John views the game and how he 
how we views our roster, and, and him and I are completely on the same page as to, as to how we want the team going forward. So, uh, challenging, definitely, but I feel like we're in a great a great place at the moment. Uh, it's still really early. I think this time last year we were just starting pre agency, so I feel like we're really ahead of the curve in terms of that. And um, there's yeah, there's definitely some exciting things ahead. We wish you well, Danny. Thanks for your time and, and your candidness this morning here on Sports Breakfast on Sport FM, and good luck with what's to come. Be the sport. Danny Mills joining us here on Sport FM, the General Manager of Basketball Operations at the Perth Wildcats.